Welcome back to episode 115 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast, the podcast dedicated to all things Draft FPL. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another Game Week preview, going over waiver options, hidden gems and general Premier League chat ahead of Game Week 26. Now, I was away at the weekend, so I only managed to watch Liverpool's 7-0 win over United in its entirety, which wasn't a bad pick if you were only going to watch one. So this episode is going to be relatively thin due to a lack of prep time. Um, this has basically just been me frantically scanning the draft landscape for players, trying to not go over things I said last week and pick out gems that will see you through the next few game weeks. But with very little depth, sort of like... I feel thin, sort of stretched, like butter scraped over too much bread. Yeah, just like that. So I'm recording this episode on Thursday the 9th of March to any team news, injury developments or press conference info up to date as of then and of course subject to change. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include Brennan Johnson, Solanke, Pedro Porro and many more. So let's get into it. So let's kick things off with Waiver Watch, the main players in and out on last week's Waiver Window. The main players coming in were Manos Solomon, Pinnock, Robinson, Romero, Webster and Jensen. Uh, and in eight team leagues, actually some higher calibre players were coming in like Ings, me and Mabumo. So some pretty good success from those picks. And the players making way were Joe Gomez, Thiago Silva, Che Adams, Mudrik, Cunha and Serge Aurier. So let's look at the fixtures. I'm not going to run through every single team, but um, I have gone through the list alphabetically and just picked out the ones I think are worth commenting on, starting with Aston Villa. No blanks upcoming with some decent fixtures this week and next against West Ham and Bournemouth, plus a double with Chelsea away and Leicester away after that isn't too bad either. Uh, Could be useful additions this week with an eye on your playing 11 next week too. Bournemouth are another team that don't blank and could be worth grabbing someone for the bench this week ready for Villa away, then a lovely double of Fulham at home and Brighton at home. But it is still Bournemouth, so um, I'll let you make your own mind up on there. Brentford and Brighton were discussed extensively last week, so except for a new goalkeeper option, which I'll come to, there's not a huge amount to add. And for those who grabbed them last week, will have already been rewarded in most cases. Chelsea again have no blanks, but who knows which Chelsea are going to turn up. We could be Mid-pivot when it comes to a change in form with a 1-0 win over Leeds and then a comfortable Champions League win in midweek too. Hopefully some listeners last week grabbed Wesley Fofana for his big 14-point head-to-head break performance um, after I shouted him out. Palace really feel like the obvious fool's goal this week. A double of Manchester City at home and Brighton away is not very appealing. They then go to Arsenal next week. Uh, and besides Zaha and Gator in goal, I'm not particularly bothered by any of their other assets. Leeds are another team that don't blank. They've got Brighton at home, then Wolves away, followed by an okay double game week of Arsenal away, Forest at home. There's enough here to hold the assets you've already got, but maybe not enough to go grabbing the fringe players right now. Leicester are in a very similar position, but a harder encounter with Chelsea this week, then Brighton away, which is also tough, followed by a double of Crystal Palace away and Villa at home. So Leicester players are probably ones to wait on for another week. Um, with a view to that week after for their double. But if any major assets are there like Madison, Barnes or Iheanacho, then get them in ASAP. And Newcastle, interesting. Obviously, their ownership generally crept higher and higher as the season progressed. 
um, and then there's dropped over the last month or so, which has coincided with a dip in form. So I guess our staff managers know some stuff about football. But now Newcastle could be back on the menu with no blanks. Two decent fixtures before a double game week of United at home and West Ham away um, in a phase which will show us how bona fide their Champions League credentials are. Now, don't ignore Forest just because they're uh, away to Spurs this weekend. They then have Newcastle at home, then a pretty nice double of Wolves at home and Leeds away. Um, and as I've also mentioned before, their home form is what's keeping them up um, near mid-table. So those home matches against Wolves and Newcastle are the ones to target. Finally, on to Southampton, who are some obvious standouts this week due to their double game week. Uh, I feel slightly dirty that I free agented in uh, Bednarak already last week, so I've already banked seven points. Um, enter this grimy world at your peril. Check out our predicted lineups page if you want to browse the Southampton shopping list. Special mentions next week to anyone that feels compelled to go and grab Theo Walcott. Into the main picks, starting with Steele uh, in goal for Brighton. It seems Sanchez is not up to Deserby's standards uh, and Jason Steele is going to be given a go in the team, which got off to a good start in their 4-0 win over West Ham. They didn't have a huge amount to do with West Ham only managing two shots on target in the whole game. Still, what a time for a Brighton keeper to become available with two doubles over the next three game weeks. John Stones is another one I'm just going to mention now. Fit again, an important cog in the machine that Pep wants to run moving forwards, building from the back. Um, I'm, I'll expect him to be back in the 11 very soon, if not this weekend. Um, and I've put him in our predictive lineups uh, for that Crystal Palace game as it stands. Obviously, if anything comes out in the press conference that would suggest otherwise, then we will update accordingly. A couple of striker options, Brennan Johnson for Forrest. Um, really good to see him being the main man for Forrest this year. Uh, and another two goals last week to earn them a well-earned point um, at the weekend against Everton. He's now got seven goals and three assists for the season. And I don't remember the game week exactly, but um, letting Johnson go into the waivers during his barren spell around game week. 18 or so was probably one of my biggest mistakes this season it was a toss-up at the time whether I held on to him or Edward I very much made the wrong move to uh, to get Enketia in but um, yeah if he's available for you in your waiver pile definitely one to get this week now I said in pre-season that I was backing Johnson to come second in the newly promoted strikers competition behind Mitrovic um, didn't expect it to be by such a margin uh, against Solanke um, Solanke being the other one who I'm touting here both on 10 returns as I said with Johnson he's got 7 goals 3 assists Solanke has the exact reverse of those stats he's got 3 goals and 7 assists um, I say Bournemouth have got some nice fixtures coming up he's had a little spell out with injury but is now well back in the team uh, and could be quite a nice productive run for him over the next 3 or 4 weeks into the hidden gems, so players who are all generally on less than 10% ownership. And I'm going to start with a quick mention again to Wesley Fofana for Chelsea, as I'm sure he's set to continue playing the majority of Chelsea's running. Just 4% ownership in 18 leagues, and I'm sure that will rocket up this window. Also, a mention to his fellow defensive partner, Badi Ashile, um, also in hidden gem territory, just over 8%. But if I did have the choice between the two, uh, I would take Fofana. Next is Pedro Porro for Spurs. Now, despite the abject performances of late, Porro has actually stood out as someone that could be uh, a decent player. With Emerson seemingly not fully fit or possibly even having to be used on the left side, I expect Porro to come in for the home game against Forrest 
uh, and looks like somebody that can actually be a threat from goal scoring set piece opportunities, which is something Spurs have lacked since Bale left the first time around. Now, if you want the player that all the cool kids will be picking this week, look no further than Morgan Gibbs-White. Two goals and seven assists for the season and repaying his transfer fee by being a key player in keeping Forrest up. Ownership just around 5% in eight-team leagues. Um, that number rises steeply as the league size increases, so may not be there for everybody if you're in larger leagues, um, but it would be definitely one I'd have my eye on in the waivers this week. Next on my list is Anthony Gordon. Now, he's not really one I'm promoting here but just one to mention if it sort of catches your eye minutes are starting to come and it seems him and St Maximan could be um, competing for that uh, left attacking spot his ownership is around 10% in eight team leagues currently Um, does get slightly higher in the big leagues and yeah could be another one to look at Um, and would be a nice pickup now if he does get a run in the team Slightly more vanilla pick is uh, John McGinn at Villa. He's in the team. Always a chance of a goal involvement, but it's uh, not very exciting. If you do fancy Bournemouth to do something over the next few weeks and you don't have access to Dominic Solanke, um, Uatara is another one who continues to start every game, so it's pretty much fixture proof. Um, no blanks coming up and another decent option on the waivers. Uh, and then finally for a forward option is Chris Wood, um, nailed with nice fixtures, just the one goal so far, which doesn't surprise me as I don't really feel Wood um, is up to Premier League standard anymore. But for the sake of a playing player to play, Wood can play a bit. But for most hidden gem pick this week, I've um, gone for a toss up between two. So these are players who are owned in less than 10% in 16 team leagues. So very much scraping the barrel. Um, we've got the boring pick and the slightly more uh, wildcard pick. So the boring one is Senesi in defence for Bournemouth. Um, two goals in the last four games. His average seems to be about the centre-back average of two goals a season. So that might be it for him. But as Bournemouth players go, he's currently their most in-form attacker, um, which isn't ideal on paper for the relegation battlers, but it could be one you do want to pick up and see if he gets another one. The more wildcard pick is Damsgaard for Brentford. Um, he's owned in less than 1% of 16-team leagues. So haven't really seen much of him. Um, whether he keeps his place remains to be seen. No attacking returns so far, but if he does get a run in the team, you've got five fixtures in three weeks to see what he can do. Now, a new segment I'm going to try out because us draft players have to cast the net so wide. Uh, I thought it could be useful to have a bit of a watch list of players that are appearing as tiny blips on the edge of our radar that could become prominent targets in weeks to come. So I'm going to um, creatively call this section ones to watch. So a couple of Arsenal players, Fabio Vieira started their last match, um, played virtually the whole game, likely just a rotation option and a rest for Xhaka. Um, it could become interesting if he does get a run or if Xhaka gets an injury, for example. The other one that we have to mention is Reese Nelson. Some of the weirdest stats you'll see from two Premier League appearances um, combining for just 85 minutes of football and he's got three goals and two assists. The super sub generally struggles to even get off the bench, but as we get into the business end of the season, they could be in need of uh, more of his magic. So yeah, another one to keep an eye on. Then I've got Ricardo Pereira. Um, bless him, he doesn't have much luck with injuries, um, but he's back again and just in time as Christiansen seems to be out with a layoff for around a month. Whether we see that Ricardo Pereira again, it remains to be seen, but another one to watch. And then finally, I've put Rutter on here. Bamford has been poor all season and it seems it can't hurt to see a bit more of the new striker, Jorginho Rutter, in attack. And there's plenty of surrounding creativity there. So yeah, I think if you're Leeds, new manager, you're going to want to see what he can do 
for the running. So that's it for this episode. A reminder that the waiver deadline is at 11am on Friday morning. That's 11am UK time ahead of the game week kicking off on Saturday lunchtime with the uh, lunchtime game between Bournemouth and Liverpool. Most of the fixtures are contained within the Saturday and Sunday and then the two added fixtures which give the teams a double uh, will be played on Wednesday evening. Be sure to check out draftfc.co.uk if you haven't already. Um, every week we have the predicted lineups updated. You'll be able to access the personal dashboard to check out stats for your team and league. And then there's also the global dashboard, which gives you all of the ownership stats that I refer to in the pod. And you'll also be able to check out your global rank to see how your league compares to all the other similarly sized leagues around the world. Make sure you subscribe on whichever podcast platform you're listening on so you don't miss out on any future episodes as they drop. And head over to Twitter and follow us at draft underscore FC to keep up to date on all the comings and goings for the podcast and the website. Uh, And this is probably also the best and easiest method of getting hold of us if you have any need to. So that's it for this episode. Best of luck ahead of Game Week 27. And until next time, stay shook. 